Sixth Lesson The Infinite Fatheriness of God Or what man is there of you, whom, if his son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, who is in the heavens, give good things to those that ask him? Matthew 7, 9-11. In these words our Lord proceeds to confirm what he had said of the certainty of an answer to prayer. To remove all doubt and show us on what sure ground his promise rests, he appeals to what everyone has seen and experienced here on earth. We are all children, and know what we expected of our fathers. We are fathers, or we continually see our fathers, and everywhere we look upon fatherhood as the most natural thing that can be, for a father to hear his child. The Lord asks us to look up from earthly parents, of whom the best are but evil, and to calculate how much more the heavenly Father will give good gifts to them that ask Him. Jesus desires for us to see that as much greater as God is than sinful man, so our assurance ought to be much greater so that He will grant our childlike petitions more certainly than any earthly father. As much greater as God is than men, so much surer is it that prayer will be heard by the Father in heaven than by a Father on earth. As simple and intelligible as this parable is, so deep and spiritual is the teaching it contains. The Lord would remind us that the prayer of a child owes its influence entirely to his relationship with his parent. The prayer can exert that influence only when the child is really living in that relationship, in the home, in the love, and in the service of the Father. The power of the promise, Ask and it shall be given you, lies in the loving relationship between us as children and the Father in heaven. When we live and walk in that relationship, the prayer of faith and its answer will be the natural result. So, the lesson we have today in the school of prayer is this. Live as a child of God, then you will be able to pray as a child, and as a child you will most assuredly be heard. And what is the true child's life? The answer can be found in any home. The child who forsakes the father's house and finds no pleasure in the presence and love and obedience of the father, but still thinks to ask and obtain what he wants, will surely be disappointed. On the contrary, he to whom the communication and will and honor and love of the Father are the joy of his life will find that it is the Father's joy to grant his requests. Scripture says, For all that are led by the Spirit of God, the same are sons of God. Romans 8.14 The childlike privilege of asking all is inseparable from the childlike life under the leading of the Spirit. He that gives himself to be led by the Spirit in his life will be led by him in his prayers too. And he will find that fatherlike giving is the divine response to childlike living. To see what this childlike living is, in which childlike asking and believing have their basis, we have only to notice what our Lord taught in the Sermon on the Mount about the Father and his children. In it, the prayer promises are embedded in the life precepts. The two are inseparable. They form one whole, and he alone can count on the fulfillment of the promise 
who accepts all that the Lord has connected with it. It is as if in speaking the word, Ask, and it shall be given you, he said, I give these promises to those whom, in the Beatitudes I have pictured in their childlike poverty and purity, and of whom I have said, They shall be called the sons of God. Matthew 5, 3-9. To these children, he said, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in the heavens. Matthew 5:16 To those who walk in love he said that ye may be sons of your father who is in the heavens and who seek to be perfect even as your father who is in the heavens is perfect Matthew 5:45-48 To those whose fasting and praying and almsgiving are not before men but before your father who sees in secret to those who forgive even as your heavenly Father will also set you free, he will reward openly. Matthew 6, 4, 14. Those who trust the heavenly Father in all earthly need and seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Matthew 6, 26-33, and who not only say, Lord, Lord, but who also do the will of my Father who is in the heavens, Matthew 7, 21, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. For your heavenly Father knows that ye have need of all these things. Matthew 6, 32. Such are the children of the Father, and such is the life in the Father's love and service. In such a child's life, answered prayers are certain and abundant. But won't such teaching discourage a weak person? If we are first to answer this description of a child, won't many give up all hope of answers to prayer? The difficulty is removed if we think again of the blessed name of father and child. A child is weak. There is a great difference among children in age and gifts. The Lord does not demand of us a perfect fulfillment of the law. No, He desires only the childlike and wholehearted surrender to live as a child with Him in obedience and truth. Nothing more, but also nothing less. The father must have the whole heart. When this is given, and he sees the child with honest purpose and steady will, seeking in everything to be and live as a child, then our prayer will count with him as the prayer of a child. Let anyone simply and honestly begin to study the Sermon on the Mount and take it as his guide in life, and he will find, notwithstanding weakness and failure, an ever-growing liberty to claim the fulfillment of its promises in regard to prayer. In the names of father and child, he has the pledge that his petitions will be granted. This is the one chief thought on which Jesus dwells here, and which he would have all his scholars understand. He would have us see that the secret of effectual prayer is to have the heart filled with the father love of God. It's not enough for us to know that God is a father. He would have us take time to come under the full experience of what that name implies. We must take the best earthly father we know and think of the tenderness and love with which he regards the request of his child and the love and joy with which he grants every reasonable desire. We must then, as we think in adoring worship of the infinite love and fatherliness of God, consider with how much more tenderness and joy he sees as we come to him and he gives us what we ask correctly.
When we see how much this divine arithmetic is beyond our comprehension, and feel how impossible it is for us to understand God's readiness to hear us, then He would have us come and open our heart for the Holy Spirit to shed God's Father love there. Let's do this not only when we want to pray, but let's also yield heart and life to dwell in that love. The child who only wants to know the love of the Father when he has something to ask will be disappointed. But he who lets God be Father always and in everything, who gladly lives his whole life in the Father's presence and love, and who allows God in all the greatness of his love to be a Father to him, will experience most gloriously that a life in God's infinite fatherliness and continual answers to prayer are inseparable. Beloved fellow disciple, we begin to see what the reason is that we know so little of daily answers to prayer and what the chief lesson is that the Lord has for us in His school. It is all in the name of Father. We thought of new and deeper insight into some of the mysteries of the prayer world as what we should get in Christ's school. He tells us the first is the highest lesson. We must learn to say, Abba, Father, our Father who art in the heavens. Whoever can say this has the key to all prayer. We must study the heart of our Father in all the compassion with which a father listens to his weak or sickly child, in all the joy with which he hears his stammering child, and in all the gentle patience with which he bears with a thoughtless child, until every prayer is born on the faith of this divine word, how much more shall your Father who is in the heavens give good things to those that ask him? Blessed Lord, you know that this, though it is one of the first and simplest and most glorious lessons in your school, is to our hearts one of the hardest to learn. We know so little of the love of the Father. Lord, teach us to live with the Father so that his love may be nearer, clearer, and dearer to us than the love of any earthly Father. And let the assurance of his hearing our prayer be much greater than the confidence in an earthly parent. As the heavens are higher than earth, so God is infinitely greater than man. Lord, show us that it is only our unchildlike distance from the Father that hinders the answer to prayer, and lead us on to the true life of God's children. Lord Jesus, it is fatherlike love that awakens childlike trust. O oh, reveal the Father and his tender, pitying love to us, that we may become childlike and experience how the power of prayer lies in the child life. Blessed Son of God, the Father loves you and has given you all things. You love the Father and have done all things He commanded you, and therefore have the power to ask all things. Lord, give us your Spirit, the Spirit of the Son. Make us childlike, as you were on earth. Let every prayer be breathed in the faith that as the heaven is higher than the earth, so God's Father love and His readiness give us what we ask and surpass all we can think or conceive. Amen. Note from Thoughts on Holiness by Mark Guy Pierce Your Father who is in the heavens, alas, we speak of it only as the utterance of a reverential homage. We think of it as a figure borrowed from an earthly life and only in some faint and shallow meaning to be used of God. We are afraid to take God as our own tender and pitiful Father. He is a schoolmaster, or, almost further off than that, and knowing less about us, an inspector 
who knows nothing of us except through our lessons. His eyes are not on the scholar, but on the book, and all must come up to the standard. Now open the ears of the heart, timid child of God. Let it sink right down into the innermost depths of the soul. Here is the starting point of holiness, in the love and patience and pity of our Heavenly Father. We don't have to learn to be holy as a hard lesson at school in order to make God think well of us. We are to learn it at home with the Father to help us. God loves you not because you are clever and not because you are good, but because He is your Father. The cross of Christ does not make God love us. It is the outcome and measure of His love for us. He loves all His children, the clumsiest, the dullest, and the worst of His children. His love is the basis of everything, and we must get on that as the solid foundation of our religious life, and not grow up into that, but grow up out of it. We must begin there, or our beginning will come to nothing. Do take hold of this mightily. We must go out of ourselves for any hope, or any strength, or any confidence. And what hope, what strength, what confidence may be ours, now that we begin here? Your Father, who is in the heavens. We need to enter the tenderness and helpfulness which lie in these words, and rest upon it. Your Father. Speak these words over to yourself, until you feel something of the wonderful truth. It means that I am bound to God by the closest and most tender relationship, and I have a right to His love, and His power, and His blessing, such as nothing else could give me. Oh, the boldness with which we can draw near! Oh, the great things we have a right to ask for! Your Father! It means that all His infinite love and patience and wisdom bend over to help me. In this relationship lies not only the possibility of holiness, but also infinitely more. Here we are to begin, in the patient love of our Father. Think how He knows us apart, and by ourselves, in all our peculiarities, and in all our weaknesses and difficulties. The Master judges by the result, but our Father judges by the effort. Failure does not always mean fault. He knows how much things cost, and weighs them where others only measure them. Your Father. Think how great a store His love sets by the poor beginnings of the little ones, clumsy and unmeaning as they may be to others. All this lies in the blessed relationship and infinitely more. Do not fear to take it all as your own.